Okay, if you have your Bible open to the book of Exodus, the second book of the Old Testament, we're going to get into our teaching this morning, and we do have a sermon outline provided in your bulletin. It's on the second page there if you were given a bulletin so you can follow along with us today. And we've started a series looking at the gospel, the gospel in the book of Exodus, the gospel in the Exodus. And today's topic specifically is God knew. God knew. How many of you know that God knows all things? As we talked in just briefly, as we went back to to Genesis and talked about Joseph and God's hand on Joseph's life leading him, God knew all about him, kept his hand upon him, watched over him. And, And now we see those people that Joseph were were able to help settle there in Egypt, now they're being ruled with a heavy hand. The Pharaoh is concerned that perhaps the, the children of God, the people of Israel are growing so much and so rapidly, so large of a group that they may try to overthrow the people of Egypt, the leadership there. And so as we studied last week in Exodus 1, you'll find where he tried to get these these uh, midwives to kill all the male children who were born and they feared God more than they feared man is that right sometimes we we have to recognize that it's okay to disobey orders from leaders and government when it goes against God's word and these ladies chose to obey God rather than men because they feared the Lord more than anything else And so in that then, when the Pharaoh, if you're looking back in chapter 1, when he recognized this was happening and and all all of the male children were being allowed to live, uh, God blessed those midwives for obeying him rather than the Pharaoh. But but the Bible says then at the very last verse of that chapter 1 that the Pharaoh commanded all of his people, every son that is born to the Hebrews you will kill, you'll cast them into the Nile. So... Everybody was given this command, all of those within the voice of the Pharaoh, that if a Hebrew child was born, they were to be uh, cast into the Nile. They were to be killed. So here's where we pick up in chapter 2. This is an exciting story. This is a great story. If you've never read this, I encourage you to go through and read all of chapter 2. I'm not going to read it all to you today. I'm going to highlight some areas. And I want us to recognize that there was a man that was born named Moses. Anybody ever heard of Moses? Come on now, you've been sleeping this morning. We sung some good songs and some of you just stood there. Furthermore, we were exalting King Jesus and you just stood there. In Exodus, we read about Moses. We read about Moses who was God's man. How many's ever heard of Moses? Yeah, we've heard of Moses. Let's have some life in this house. And the Bible says that he was born to this woman And the Bible tells us that Moses was uh, obviously a male. And so what was the command that was given to all the people of Egypt? That male children were to be killed. They were to be thrown into the Nile. So what happened was in verse 2, Exodus chapter 2 and verse 2, the woman that conceived Moses, and when she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. She hid him. If you're one to mark in your Bible, you might circle that word hid. Or She tried to hide him is the next verse, verse 3. When she could hide him no longer, you might circle that word hide. She, tried, she hid him. 
And when he got too big, she kept trying to hide him. And when she kept realized she could hide him no longer, she took for him a basket made of bulrush and dabbed it with, with bitumen and pitch, is what the, the, the NLT says, but I want, or the ESV. But in the New King James, it says, When the woman conceived, she saw that he was a beautiful child. She hid him for three months, and when she realized she could hide him no longer, she took a, an ark of bulrushes for him and dabbed it with, with asphalt and pitch. And what happened when she made this basket, she put the child in it. She put Moses in it and laid it in the reeds by the river's bank. So Moses is born. He, all the male children are supposed to be killed. His mother tries to hide him. Think about this, moms. You know that if you give birth to a son, he's to be killed. He's to be put into the river. Whatever would be there, whatever would have their, their uh, way with destroying your son. So she hides him for three months like any mother probably would true mom hid this hid this little guy and when he got too big to, to hide she took and she made this basket and she put him so he would be safe she put him down in the river in the basket I don't know maybe maybe she thought this was better you know better to take a risk take a chance of him being able to live than the certainty of death so she just thought well she'll take her chances and put him there or maybe she trusted the Lord with what was out of her control. I want you to think about that. Maybe she was trusting the Lord with that which was out of her control, and she said, I'll make a basket, I'll do what I can, and she put Moses in and put him in the river. She trusted the Lord with that which was out of her control. That's important. Number one in your outline, Moses' mom hid him from the Egyptian people, but can I tell you that God knew exactly where Moses was. God knew where he was when he was in his mother's womb. God knew him then. That's a life. God knew him when he was born. God knew him when, when he was being hidden those first few months of his life because of fear. God knew him and, and knew all about him. God knew where he was when his mother placed him in the basket and put him on the river's bank. The, the Lord knew all about that. He knew. So maybe she was taking this risk, some would say, by just putting him out there. Or maybe she was trusting the Lord with that which was out of her control. Can I tell you today, with all of the chaos that is around us, we must be a people who learn to trust God with that which is out of our control. We must learn to trust in the Lord in all things. He is our heavenly Father, the Bible tells us. God is our Father. And can I tell you that we have to learn to trust God even with our children. I've heard people say, I wouldn't want to be bringing children into this world today with all of the chaos and all the crazy. Well, I understand in the natural while any, why, why anybody would feel that way. But I want to tell you, we have a heavenly father who knows our children and he alone is the author of life. And when he gives the uh, gift of life to us through the, to, through the beauty of a child, the Bible says Moses was a beautiful child. I believe every child is beautiful. And, and, oh, I believe that. Do you believe every child is beautiful? They're beautiful to the Lord. And, and so we, we get worried, we get afraid. But, friend, you don't have to be afraid for your children. We must entrust them to the Lord, even as Moses' mother trusted the Lord and laid her child in a basket and put him in the river. Can I tell you what happens here is beautiful? Because... Pharaoh's daughter, we might say the king's daughter, is, is going down to bathe at the river later. 
and, and, and Moses' sister is hanging around the water, kind of keeping an eye on that basket, kind of keeping an eye on what's happening along the shore. And she sees Pharaoh's daughter come down to, to take a bath, and all her servants are around, and one of her servants finds Moses in this basket and brings him to Pharaoh's daughter. And, and, and so the, the sister, Moses' sister, runs over and, and, and of course the Pharaoh's daughter realizes this is a Hebrew child and she states this much this is a Hebrew child all the Hebrew male children are supposed to be killed remember but she sees him and so Moses' sister runs over and says hey this is a Hebrew child you're right I'm paraphrasing here but when the Pharaoh's daughter saw that it was a Hebrew child she acknowledged it and everybody started gathering around this, this Moses' sister runs over and Moses' sister says, hey, would you like me to get a Hebrew woman who can help take care of this Hebrew child for you? And, and, and Pharaoh's daughter says, sure. So where does Moses' sister go? To Moses' mom. This is cool. Moses' sister runs and gets Moses' mom, runs and gets her mother and says, hey, you gotta come. And, and so the Pharaoh's daughter gives Moses back to her mother to nurse him and to raise him. Now, every male child was supposed to be killed, but how many of you know, and this is still true of some of you families today, what the daughter wanted, the daughter got. What this daughter wanted, she got. And so the Pharaoh allowed this young man, Moses, to live and be raised by his own mother. Unbeknownst to what was happening to the Pharaoh and the Pharaoh's daughter didn't realize all the connection, but God knew. And God had a plan and God protected when this mom entrusted her son to the Lord. The Lord was taken care of. How many of you trust the Lord to take care of your family? Listen, we must trust in the Lord more than anything else. And so we would say today that, that this mother was trusting the Lord with her son. And God miraculously provided for all that he needed, and God preserved Moses. God took care of Moses and allowed his own mother to raise him to a certain point. Now, I want you to recognize that after he grows, I want you to skim down in the Bible there, Exodus chapter 2. I want you to go with me to verse 12. Because as he grew, of course, Moses had grown up. You see that in verse 11. And he went out to their people, and he saw this great burden that the Pharaoh and the Egyptians were putting on them. They were making them, uh, you know, work continually and, and being abusive to them again, trying to rule them with a heavy hand to, to oppress them, to put pressure on them, and again, killing their, their male children that were born, and now just abusing terribly the adults. And, and um, Moses looks on and he sees this. And the Bible tells us here in, in Exodus chapter 2 down in that verse 12 that one day he went out Moses did and he saw an Egyptian beating one of the Hebrew people that would be one of Moses' own people he's realized this now as he's grown up he's realized that he's a Hebrew being raised in the Pharaoh's house and you know having that tie that connection there that, that he's able to, to be raised by his own mother but he's also been blessed to to be trained and raised in the, by the Pharaoh and her daughter, his, the Pharaoh's daughter and all the connection there. Well, he goes out one day and he sees a Hebrew brother, you might say, being beaten by one of the Egyptians. And the Bible tells us this. 
The Bible says he looked this way and he looked that way. And when he saw no one, he killed the Egyptian and he hid him in the sand. If you're taking notes this morning, you might make note of this. And certainly, if you're not writing it down, make a mental note in your mind, friend. Anytime you're about to do something and you have to look this way to see who's looking, and then you got to look this way to make sure nobody's watching, if you're having to look around to make sure nobody's looking, you better not do what you're about to do. I said, if you're about to do something and you have to look around to make sure nobody's watching, you're about to get yourself in trouble. You're about to get yourself in trouble. Moses went out and the Bible says he looked this way and he looked that way. And when he thought he was okay, when he thought no one was around, the Bible says he killed the Egyptian. And here's that word again. You might circle it in your Bible. He hid him. He hid him. Remember, Moses' mother tried to hide him. When he got too big to, to hide, then, then she tried to hide him, we might say, in the, in the river there to, to watch over him. And now here's Moses as he grows up. He kills a man, and instead of coming clean or confessing it, he tries to hide or to cover up what he's done. How many of you know our flesh wants to try to hide our sinful behavior? Sin is disobedience to God. And when we disobey God's word, we want to hide it oftentimes. We want to try to cover it up. Can I tell you, the Bible says your sin will find you out. Your sin will find you out. It will be revealed. You can't hide from God. We can fool some of the people all of the time. And we can fool all of the people some of the time. But you'll never fool God. I said we can fool all of the people some of the time and some of the people all of the time. But you'll never fool God. God knows what's going on in your life. And our sinful behavior we often want to try to hide or to cover up. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13, if you want to turn in your Bible there, the Bible says there is no creature hidden from God's sight, and all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. God knows. The title of our teaching today is God Knew. God knew all about Moses. He knew all about the situation when he was a child, and he was there taking care of him. And now God knows what's happened with Moses as he kills a man. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he felt that he could hide his sin from God even by burying this body. I don't know what Moses might have thought, but certainly he buried the body to try to hide him from others. He didn't want to be caught, so he tried to hide the body, and he buried him. Maybe, maybe Moses even felt justified in his sin, justified in his killing this Egyptian. I mean, uh, you know, maybe it would relieve some oppression from his brothers. That's why he went out and did what he did. So, so maybe he felt justified in his disobedience. I don't know, but, but the reality is this comes to light. The Bible says the next day he goes out and he sees two of his own brothers fighting. He sees two Hebrew brothers, and they're fighting against one another. And he comes to them, and, and he says to them, Why are you doing this? Why, why are you hitting your, your brother? Why would you do that to him? Why would you strike him? And they said, Who made you a prince? Who made you a judge over us? And then they say, the hook right here. They say, Will you kill us like you killed the, the Egyptian? They already knew what he had done. Would you do that to me? We, we saw that you did it to him. We know what you've done. And that brings us to point number three. See, Moses was trying to hide perhaps his sin, 
But I will tell you what sin will do in a life. Number three in your outline, Moses tries to hide himself. Because sin and shame and unrighteousness will cause us to try to hide ourselves. Sometimes we try to hide what we've done, but sin causes us to want to hide ourselves. He's trying to hide perhaps from the Pharaoh. Maybe he's trying to hide from the Egyptians. Maybe he's trying to hide from his own people. Maybe he's trying to hide from God, but the Bible says he ran. He, he, he fled. He got a, as far away from there as he thought he could or that he needed to to be safe. He ran. Some of you are running this morning. You've been trying to hide yourself from God, been trying to hide your sins from God, your disobedience perhaps. That's one thing, but we've tried to hide yourself, perhaps. Maybe you, like me, have tried to hide yourself before. You see, when we're, when we're trying, to, trying to hide ourselves, it's usually because of our, our guilt and our shame. We're embarrassed about what we've done, so, so we try to hide ourselves. But what happens, mark this, note this, when we try to hide ourselves, when we try to hide ourselves from God and others, when we try to hide ourselves because of our shame and our guilt, what happens, it results in feelings of abandonment. It results in feelings of rejection and isolation. It, it results in feelings of loneliness. And I believe it creates much of our aloneness issues in our culture today. It's people that are trying to hide because of our disobedience to God. Sin, the Bible tells us, separates us from God. Sin separates us from God. Uh, look back to the original sin in Genesis chapter 3. Some of you have already gone there in your thoughts, haven't you? Because remember what happened when Adam and Eve sinned? They disobeyed God in the Garden of Eden, that perfect paradise, that utopia we read about in Genesis 2 and 3. Look there in Genesis chapter 3. Remember when, when Adam and Eve sinned, they disobeyed God? The Bible tells us down in, in verse 8, that they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife did what? Come on now, this is participation class right here. What did they do? They tried to hide themselves. Because they had disobeyed God, they sinned. They took of the tree that they should not eat, the, eat of, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And God came to have fellowship with them. And the Bible says for the first time ever, they tried to hide themselves from the presence of God. First time that mankind ever knew sin and shame and guilt and embarrassment because of what they'd done. And they tried to hide themselves from the presence of the Lord. They tried to hide among the, the, the trees of the garden. Moses tried to run and hide himself in the land of Midian. Where are you trying to hide this morning? I've been there. I've been in those places where I just wanted to run. I just wanted to, to hide. I didn't want to face what I'd done. And so it's a fearful thing. In fact, you can read on down there in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 10. The reason Adam and Eve hid when God starts communicating with them, they said they were afraid. And so they hid from the Lord. Moses was afraid, and so he ran and hid. When we do wrong, when we disobey God, there's fear in our heart. And so all these things that I say it produces, it produces uh, aloneness issues and it, it produces uh, you know, feelings of isolation and rejection, all these kind of things. And all of those promote fear in our lives. It's fear oftentimes that we try to cover it up, but then it just, it just uh, pours. All of those things, isolation, rejection, all that, just pours more fuel on the fire of fear in our lives. 
God wants to free us from that. God doesn't want us to hide, doesn't want us to try to hide ourselves from him. He loves you. Don't try to hide from him. Number four in your outline, I want you to get this well. The children of Israel had been crying out the Hebrew children, the people of God have been crying out to God. And I'm here to tell you this morning that their, their cry was not hidden from God the Father. In Exodus chapter 2, verse 23 through 25, the very end of this chapter, the Bible says, Now it happened in the process of time that the Pharaoh, or the king of Egypt, he died. Then the children of Israel groaned because of the bondage, and they cried out and their cry came up to God because of their bondage. So God heard their groaning. And God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. We talked about that in the first teaching of the series. The promise God made to his servants. And his faithfulness to that promise. And God looked upon the children of Israel, the Bible says... And, and the New King James says, and God acknowledged them. I like how the ESV reads it. It just simply says, and God knew. And God knew. God knew everything about Moses. He was with him from the beginning, conceived in his mother's womb. He saw him when mom tried to hide him. God knew. God knew where he was. And as the mother made the basket and placed him in the river, God knew exactly where he was. God knew the Pharaoh's daughter would come by. God had a plan for all of it, for, for, for Moses' sister to be in that whole storyline. God knew exactly how he would preserve Moses' life in that young age. He knew all about him, and he knew how to take care of him, and he did. When Moses sinned against God, don't miss this, God knew it, and God loved Moses even though. I'm here to tell you this morning, God loves you. No matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter what's happened in your life, God loves you. He knows all about you. He knows your story. I'm telling you the story of Moses here. It's kind of fun when you start looking through this and seeing how God took care of Moses. Kind of the backstory, we might say. A lot of us know about Moses being this great leader, but we don't know that backstory. God knew the backstory. God wrote the story. God's writing your story. If you'll trust him with your life, if you'll trust him, he'll take that life, your life, and he can do some great things with it, even in the midst of your struggles and your mistakes and your failures and, yes, even your sin. I wrote it out like this. Moses cried so loud that his mom could not hide him any longer. But God heard that cry and divinely hid Moses. And sovereignly he heard the mother's cry. I don't believe the mother just put this child, Moses, in the river and, and shed no tears. I believe there was emotion. God heard the cry of this mother. And can I tell you some really sweet news, some really good news? I've already told you, but I want you to hear it like this. God heard the cry of Moses. God heard the cry of this mother. And God allowed this mother to hold her child again. Isn't that beautiful? And I'm here to tell you this morning, the cry of God's people here, the people of the, the Hebrew children, their cry was not hidden from God. And I'm here to tell you this morning, your cry is not hidden from God. Whatever you've been walking through, 
Whatever you've been going through, those tears you cry in the night and you think nobody knows and nobody cares, God has heard every cry and God loves you, he cares about you and I've got a word for you this morning. You're not too big for God to hold. You're not too big for God to hold. He loves you. God was holding his people Israel. He was holding his people, the children of, uh, of God and he is holding us today. If we belong to him, we don't have to worry. He's holding on to us. Praise team, will you come? I want you to stand with me this morning if you would. The last two verses that I put in your outline today, you might just turn there quickly. God sees you, friends. God knows your story. He knows who you are. He knows where you've been and what you've done, and yet he still loves you. 1 John chapter 4, verse 10 says, In this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the perpetuation for our sins, the satisfaction for our sin, the sacrifice for our sins. He sent his son to suffer and bleed and die on a cross. Jesus physically died for our disobedience so that we could be brought into right standing with God through Jesus Christ. It's amazing when you think about Romans chapter 5 and verse 8. The Bible says, but God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Oh, what love. While we were still in our disobedience, Christ died for us. Would you read this passage with me on the screen this morning? It's so, prof it's so beautiful. I would challenge you even to commit it to memory. Romans 5, 8, read it with me. But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died 